including tips, advice, and better ways to train. B3 Better presents The Amateur's Edge with Jerry and Sanders, Randy Wade, and A.D. Robbins. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be here, and you are listening to The Amateur's Edge. I am your co-host, A.D. Roberts. Jerry and Sanders, the great. Yo, and you know it's uh, Randy Wade, man. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Yeah, today going to be a fun show today, man. We, we're going to be talking about athletes in the state of uh, not just professional sports, but uh, amateur sports as well. Um, it's been a back-and-forth debate on if the athletes today are better than the athletes from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a back-and-forth debate about if athletes are pampered, a little bit more than they should be with all this taking time off and mm-hmm. and and you know all the extra stuff they have access to. So um, we're, we're we're taking callers throughout the show just to talk a little bit more about it because you know I, I constantly have these conversations with the younger athletes. How you know I feel from a skill perspective and from an athletic perspective, they are more they're they're better because of what they have access to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're technically smarter though (laughs) um and you know it's always an argument about if you know the guys from yesterday especially in basketball could they play and compete against the guys today I saw a a podcast the other day with Joe Budden was just going off on Michael Jordan saying he doesn't compare to LeBron because Michael Jordan didn't see the same level of competition that LeBron saw that that LeBron does see Mm -hmm. and you know he was going in saying that uh yeah uh, who did they beat? It was the Supersonics. He was saying they were nobodies when they had Gary Payton and Sean Kemp and these guys, Xavier McDaniel. I'm like, Joe, you, I don't know if you was watching basketball back then or what. Then yeah. He's saying the Pistons were nobody. <laughs> he's saying the Sixers were nobody. You know, he was just going in. and so. But there are a lot of young people who have these opinions. And, again, I want to hear their opinions. And, you know, we have our arguments. Yes, back we want everybody to call in. That's a must. Well, let me, but, go, let, me, let me go ahead and drop the number. So they can call. Drop the number. Drop the yeah, number. go ahead. Uh, give us a call at uh, at 904-641-1010. That's 904-641-1010. But, uh, Jaren, fellas, wasn't it a game last night that they scored like 400 points? That was ridiculous. That uh, Is that competition? <laughs> so Is that, that was, competition? It's that 400 points. The the against the Clippers. The final score was 176 to 175. My goodness. That's so insane. That's competition, right? That's competition. It was double overtime, too, now. I might give it that, but still, though. 175 points. So are we just letting people just go to the basket, or is it the fact that we're just shooting three-pointers now? Or I don't I don't know. I didn't watch the game. When do we hit 200 in the game if you yeah. watch it, something like that? It's coming. And they, and they don't play defense like that, right? And, again, that's p- part of the argument that I have, too, is like back in the day, even if it was hand-checking, you, you may say that they were fouling or what have you, but they competed a little bit more. If you ask me, I, I don't think when you look at a hundred and seventy six to a hundred and seventy five score, that's like, you know, watching one of these ABA games, or, you know, Jacksonville Giants games. They score like <laughs> two hundred points or what have you, and that's no knock on that on them or, or what have you. But when you look at something like that, that's 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 whew. That's that that's a lot, man. That's a lot. We just don't have that many defensive players in the game today. And uh, if you just look on YouTube alone, parents always show videos of kids, you know, practicing. Practicing, practicing dribbling, uh, kids practicing doing all these different things. But when does a parent show uh, their kid practicing on defense? 
I haven't seen it. You see, uh, that, well, you know, defense isn't glamorous. That's not what. That's not glamorous to look at on the gram, right? It's never been a glamorous thing. I got you, but that's that's where you get the muscle, man. That's what that's where the heart come in at. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you can get on the player and stay with them, make them turn. You know, I used to I used to teach my kids. You know, you got to make them turn, make them turn, make them turn, turn them into another defensive player, stuff like that, man. And um, that's something that we need to show more, so more people can do it because we we don't play defense these days. No, hundred percent. You know, I I say the same thing when I look at these phenomenal athletes. I look at somebody like a. Kyrie Irving and how well he moves with the ball. Yes. I'm like, you telling me you can't move like that without the ball? There you go. And defense all comes down to desire, right? Yeah, desire and heart. And heart. You know what I'm saying? You got you got uh what's what's some players, man? You got of course you got Pippen, you know, you got Gary Payton. Uh not just old school players, you got some uh, new school players that play some defense, man. You know, you had those Matombos and stuff like that with mm-hmm. Dennis Rod, man, uh Ben, what was Ben, man? Ben from uh Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. Yeah, Big what Ben. What are Ben Wallace is at, man? Yeah, yeah. So it's a different game, man. Speaking of basketball, uh, how about last week's dunk contest? I think uh, I liked it, but I, I didn't like it at the same time. I agree with uh, a lot of the analysts that like a lot of the big time players are not doing it. You know, jaw stuff like that are not there. So I just think that that it's not as big. But it was great. Dude had some crazy dunks. Crazy. Did you think they just got him in? Got him in just for the dunk contest? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, yeah, that's. I don't think that's a secret. <laughs> they okay. definitely brought him in for that. So how long do you think he will be on the roster? Oh, he. I think he already gone. You already cut. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. He um, got his money though. Well, I don't know. We can check it out. Um, but that dunk was phenomenal. Like when I saw it live, I did not realize that he tapped the backboard. Oh, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate <laughs> so you. he jumped over two people, windmill, tapped the backboard, dunked the backboard. I'm like. But that just, was some but just sick imagine Jaw and Zion in the dunk contest. Jaw, Zion, even uh, uh, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, in the dunk contest, it would it would go back to what it was. But I think people are afraid to like fail because uh, doing these amazing dunks are very very hard. Because dunks are very very difficult now. Uh-huh. I think people are scared to scared to fail. I feel you. They don't, they don't practice it enough. So you say they didn't have enough star power, basically. They didn't yeah, have enough star. Give me the star you're right. Give me the big dog. When Dominique, when Dominique Jordan, Jordan, yeah, 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 all, all of that. Yeah, oh, yeah, not, right. not even that. Vince Carter. Yeah. Vince Carter did some crazy dunk. Vince only did that one dunk contest, though. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could never top that collection of dunks so I, in so, history. So, so McGrady did a dunk contest, right? I, I don't think he, he did. He did it the same year with Vince. Yeah, and I don't think he did that good. And I think that's what the stars now don't want to do. They don't want to, like, miss dunks and stuff. Because they, they probably don't LeBron practice LeBron did put it out there. He would never do a dunk contest because he would have to win. There's no way he could. And I think that might have said a president. I'm not sure. I don't want to blame it on him. But he said it himself. And it, it kind of disappointed me. Because yeah. I'm like, dude, you're supposed to be the ultimate competitor. Yeah. Right? Don't say you're not going to be in it because. Kobe did it. Kobe did it. Kobe did it. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just what's just was taken away from it. Because that is the premier thing on All-Star Weekend. Yeah. Because the game ain't nothing. So the game. The premier yeah. thing is the dunk contest. I mean, three-point yeah. contest is good, too. And all this other skills challenges, I don't even care about that. But I care about <laughs> that dunk contest. That's what we was born and raised doing at, at the crib. Good deal. Good deal. So on a on – a, uh, on another note, uh, keeping up with this whole thing going on with the uh, University of Alabama and the player uh, who's been charged with uh, killing a young lady, um, news came out this week that the gun actually belongs to their superstar athlete, Brandon Miller, who is looking like the best player in the country. Yeah, he does. And, you know, this all came out. I think the next day or two, he goes out and scores like 41 points against South Carolina. So the debate out now is, should he be allowed to play? And, gentlemen, let's hold this. We're going to pay some bills real quick. 
And um, that's a hot topic. That's that's major. Mm-hmm. So listen, this segment was brought to you by Bank of England Mortgage Jacksonville, helping home buyers and homeowners accomplish their financial goals. Head on over to www.boejax.com and get to know their dedicated team. You're listening to The Amateur's Edge on 1010XL 92.5 FM. It's The Amateur's Edge, brought to you by B3 Better on 1010XL. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to The Amateur's Edge on 1010XL, powered by B3 Better Sports Performance. Man... So we're just going to jump right into it and talk about the state of, of basketball and today's athletes versus uh, yesterday's athletes and, and how we feel about it. And we actually have a call on the line. Uh, Bruce, how you feeling today, my man? Hey there, Jerry. And I'm well. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Doing good, man. So so what you what do you think, man? Do you think the guys from yesterday can compete with the guys today? And how do you feel about that? Um, With the way the game is played, Referring to basketball, which the way the game is played, a lot of guys, i.e. Charles Oakley, Rick Mahorn, would probably, you know, have a tough time. But the same can be said for a lot of guys that play in today's game, uh, playing in the yesteryear. So um, I guess it's just that they're just a product of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, training back then was, I'm not going to say it was Neanderthalish, whatever, but it was what they knew to be best for those guys at that time. And the things have evolved. Um, you know, training has since evolved as well. And you know, over at B3, whom I refer to as possibly one of the best trainers in the uh, in the Southeast, um, Jerry's knowledge of today's athlete is, you know, second to none. I appreciate that, my man. So, yes, but um, you know, I recently heard it. You know, heard a comment from Isaiah Thomas was talking about that Steph Curry probably would have only averaged about seventeen, eighteen points, and they, you know, the question was, how do you know that and why? Due to the physicality of the game and the way it was officiated back then, so which made sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I concur with what he, you know, with his assessment. No, it's a lot to say too about like the training because it's funny I was reading this book uh, called Showtime about the Lakers mm-hmm. and okay. leading up into game six or seven of the championship game, Pat Riley had them guys in there scrimmaging hard, running hard sprints in a hot gym, and Magic ended up um, uh, injuring his hamstring and Byron Scott mm. on their quest for a three peat. So so people back okay. then didn't know better. Right, they didn't know about Correct. training and how to take the bo- take Correct. care of the body and proper rest and all that. So, you know, that just well, goes to the point that you were talking about as far as training and getting well, in preparation. Yeah, back then they thought more was better. Exactly, yeah. Bruce. You know, and back then, and back then, you know, rest wasn't considered part of your training. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because you go ahead. No, good, good, Bruce. I I, I just want to let you know, man. I took two things from what you said earlier, man. That's a good good comment you said. Uh, uh, um. Jan is definitely a good trainer, but he looks like an Anthony. So I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, 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 he does. He does. He does. You know, he's not a product of this environment. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's so, definitely yeah. not a product. We concur. Whatever, but luckily, this is terrible. Luckily, you know, uh, Eric is there. You know, to sit up there and to be the body of the company. <laughs> you know, 
It's a good thing so, I got a high self-esteem, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is terrible, man. Bruce, hey, man, we thank you, man. Keep listening in. We thank you. Thanks, Bruce. Always. All right, take care, my man. This is right. best. We, we, got another, we got another caller? What we got? Caller, you there? Yes, I'm here. What's your, what's your name, caller? What's your name? Where you, where you, where you at? Um, I'm Travis out of Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, for sure. What side? What side? We want to know what side. On the west side is the best side. Yes, sir. All I right. just heard the west side. In there. I heard <laughs> the spirit of the west side. What you, what you want to talk about? Um, I want to talk about um, the GOATs, man. You know the conversation that's been going on since LeBron James um, broke the record? Mm-hmm. What about so LeBron you... James is the GOAT, man. LeBron James is the GOAT. Jordan is the Billy GOAT. And what makes him the, what makes him the goat? What they makes, just call him the call Jordan the, the Billy, Billy Goat, goat? <laughs> bro. Because he got a goat too, man. Oh, why Bruh. why is that? Like, yeah. No, I'm, because man, it's just like the older school people are more like you can't change their mind, man. Like um, I don't think they gonna respect what LeBron have brought to the game <laughs> until he long gone, and then they gonna realize. But man, just think about it from every perspective and the expectations that was on him. You know, um. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. he first came in, man, mm-hmm. nobody lived up to the expectations so, like that. So, so he, didn't have the, he still didn't ask the expectation, question. Expectation, man. Hey, Travis, so at the end of the game, right, you the coach. You getting paid $20 million to make a decision. Who you going to get a ball to, LeBron or Jordan? I'm giving it to LeBron. You saying it's my team, right? Why? Why is Why? that? Why would you get a ball to LeBron? I'm giving it to LeBron because I know I know it's a chance LeBron make the shot, and I know it's a chance that LeBron going to make a great pass. And somebody else made the shot. Now, if y'all want to talk about percentages, that's one thing. But what y'all want to talk about when you speak on Jordan is the goatness, right? Mm-hmm. But what about what about the IQ of basketball, man? And when he make that pass, the person he on the team because he on that team because they expect him to make that shot. But you don't you know, know. You, you don't know because you you don't know what LeBron's gonna do. You've seen a million times. At the end of the game, but you just don't know what LeBron gonna do, bro. It's just like having a girlfriend, and like you don't know what she gonna do. Like you're like, oh, that part. Like when you give it to Jordan, you know what's gonna happen. You know what's going down. So you are gonna have that girlfriend that's gonna do the thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's going. You hey, know he's gonna make that shot. I, I will say this: I remember growing up, like watching Michael Jordan go through that struggle, but once he got over that hump, because I wasn't a Jordan fan growing up. I was a Magic and Lakers, and I loved him, but. Every time he got that ball in the clutch, once he got over the hump, once he got through his growing pains, I'd never seen him not make the play to 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 pull his team through. Once he got over that hump, like every time he got that ball, I was scared. When LeBron get the ball, I I I, I don't know what's gonna happen. We just, we I, just I really just don't know. I don't. You don't have that same level of fear uh-huh. for LeBron that you have for Joy. And we we just feel like. Your generation, I don't know how old you are, but we just feel like your generation is about stats. We about dominating and winning. We ain't trying to go to the club after the game. We we ain't trying to be like with the main doing that. What is a stat though? A stat. Is, what is a stat? The stat is me. It's gonna be forgotten. Like through time, you gotta understand all these I players. All time scoring leaders not gonna. No, be no, not not LeBron. I'm talking about a lot of these people like uh, Russell Westbrook and stuff like that. <laughs> that stuff is gonna be forgotten. All time triple double leader ain't gonna I mean, be forgotten. It's, it's gonna be forgotten. We hey, just gonna be about who win and who lose every season. Do you think about what happened in the season, or do you think about who won the uh, NFL? Who won? Who won the Super Bowl? You think about who won the Super Bowl. You don't argue over that they beat Jacksonville in the third third game. Like you talk about the ultimate goal is to win. 
No, nah, but you can't always say that because you got people like DeAndre Hopkins. You know, at points, he ain't won no championship. But when we speak on receivers, we all know who was the best receiver that year. You know, when that topic come up, we know what's going on. But when you speak on LeBron James, any topic you bring up, his name going to come up. So that's why he my choice. And he my GOAT and Jordan the Billy GOAT. At the end of the day, he used to be the GOAT. Now he old. You know, he got to <laughs> move out the way. I got you. I got you. So, so to that point. To to that mm-hmm. point, at some point, somebody's gonna surpass LeBron. So y'all generation yeah. gonna have to move out the way for him. Right. Okay, I, I understand. Hey. All right, Travis, man, we appreciate hey, you. We, we appreciate you having you on the show. We gotta go to the next caller, man. We appreciate you. Hey, can I say one more thing? Go ahead. Hey, what I ain't gonna do mm-hmm. is tell the younger guys that they lying about who they go to. If the guy legitimate, I'm gonna let him be legitimate. I can't hunt. Hang on to the past, man. You got to move forward. It's always somebody going to be better than somebody one day. I appreciate you guys for letting me on. I appreciate hey, and, and I completely, I completely appreciate, agree. Appreciate. I completely agree with what he's saying. You know, at some point, you know, there is going to be somebody that overtakes. You know, that next guy. I think you there's you can't say enough about LeBron's accomplishments, especially mm-hmm. with what he's had on his back since he was in eighth grade, ninth grade. Like oh, yeah. nobody's had that type of expectation placed on them and accomplished it the way that he has. In, in basketball, anyway, I don't know about, like, soccer or, or any, you know, you do, you have your phenoms, like your, your Alex Rodriguez's and, mm-hmm. and baseball. As he was coming up, you know, he was that GOAT. But for the most part, you, you really don't see those guys excel to the level that he has when they have that much put on them at such a young age. Yeah, the, the, the number again is 904-641-1010. Call in, call in. Good deal, good deal. You know, so the other conversation that, you know, we have is if those guys could play in this time or not. And, you know, for me, I I say they could simply because of genetic coding, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> prime example, uh, maybe in the past 50 or 60 years back, it was impossible to run the five-minute mile. Mm-hmm. You know, your fastest people wasn't running a five-minute mile. Now you have high school kids running five-minute miles mm. because of evolution and training and all that good stuff. So I say that to say if those guys were in, born into this era, athletically they'll be yes. more advanced. So but, could they play in this era? I definitely think so. Yeah, I mean, if Gary Payton was in this area, not his son, but he was in this area, he would be able to dribble like the guys are dribbling today. And I, d- I definitely understand that. I definitely, definitely understand that. Definitely. So – you know, it's just one of those things where that debate to me is it's all it's always relative to me. Like it's hard to compare because again, as time goes on and and as evolution, you know, takes its course, you know, athletes are gonna evolve and they're gonna be bigger, they're gonna be faster, they're gonna be stronger. There's gonna be somebody that surpasses LeBron. Like when you look at his build, like the man's built like Carl Malone, but yeah, they took a picture the other day. But but, yeah. but moves act like Allen Iverson or what? Yeah, he's yeah. not that quick, but yeah. when you look at his combination of skills and what he brings to the table, like it's 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 unbelievable. But the thing that like we look at the amateur amateur's edge side of it, the thing I want people to understand: you can have all these skills, you can be great, you know, you can be great. But the thing that a lot of players don't have is heart and toughness. You know, like, I mean, we, we talked about Ben Simmons before. You know, like, you got to have heart and toughness. And you need to instill that into your kids, man, at a younger age. That's mm-hmm. something that can, that can be instilled. Definitely. Through Definitely. life, yeah. So we have another caller on the phone. Ron, Ron, how you doing today, my man? Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm, I'm enjoying the uh, beautiful day here in Duval. Okay. But, yes, uh, 
Yeah, it is nice outside. But, uh, yeah, I just I just wanted to touch on on the fact that you know in the in the in the late seventies through the through to the uh, mid nineties, the type of basketball they played back then is a lot different than the basketball they play now. The style, the physicality of it. I mean, Michael Jordan when he played against the Detroit Pistons, okay, the Detroit Pistons, these dudes. I mean, they're they're the guy that they invented. Face mask for Bill Ambeer. That dude, if he threw an elbow, he'd knock your eyeball out of the mm-hmm. socket, man. Mm-hmm. That, that's what, that's what Jordan. Jordan drove the lane on that guy. Yeah, they're called the bad boys I'd for like a reason. See, I'd like to see. I'd like to see LeBron eat an elbow from Bill Lambeer driving dry, 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 dry. <laughs> And so the, the new generation call the new generation calls people like Bill Lambeer soft and weak. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. But he had his purpose. Oh my God. Guy was the guy. The guy was there to, to. If you drove the lane on the Detroit Pistons, that guy was there to knock you out, make you ever think about doing that again. And you know, and football's the same way now. Football's kind of got a little mm. softer. They protect the quarterback more. I mean, a guy like Reggie White, he'd probably get flagged at least once a game if he played in today's game. Definitely. So I mean, you can't really, as far as like player accomplishments, you got to realize that you're looking at in. At, at the style of two different types of games that were played in two different eras, you know? I mean, uh, nowadays it's all about longevity and getting the most Tom Brady playing till he's, mm. you know, 50 years old and, and all this and that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the reason that guys back, you know, that played back in the eighties only had careers for seven, eight years was because their bodies just could take the physical mm-hmm. abuse mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the game. And that's and that and and that's one of the reasons why they changed the nature of the game to what it is today, you know, which is more, uh, you know, more conscious of injuries, especially mm-hmm. like in football with head injuries and stuff. So, but that's just what I wanted to say. And you guys have a great one. Man, and thank it was you. always, thank and you. it was always the Jag. Oh yeah, yes definitely. sir, baby. What are you coming in, coming in from? What side of Jacksonville? I'm at the beach, man. Just right, chilling sure. out. All right, for sure. Good deal. Thanks for hopping on, Ron. But he was definitely good, man. And he brought up a great point that we're going to talk about in the next segment. The sitting out. The sitting out. You know, I mean, people pay a lot of money for these games. Mm-hmm. And these players just sit out. And it's like, you got this player jersey on. You you, expect, you brought your kid to the game, mm-hmm. your grandkid to the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just want to go see him play. And he just sitting out on the sideline, not even hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't do that back in the day. They did. Let's talk about that in a little bit. They did. Well, listen, this segment was brought to you by First Coast Cargo. First Coast Cargo leads the freight transportation and logistics services market and is known as the region's most dependable and highly professional service provider. Contact First Coast Cargo toll-free today at 844-731-2137 for all your professional shipping needs. You're listening to The Amateur's Edge on 1010XL 92.5 FM. It's the Amateur's Edge, brought to you by B3 Better on 1010XL. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, this this is a hot discussion. You know, um, if, if you want to call in, you know, the lines are open today, 904-641-1010. That's 904-641-1010. Let's get this thing fired back up, guys. Yeah, man, it, you know, carrying back on with that conversation with athletes sitting, I, I was just telling the guys, I remember when I was a kid, my dad took me 
to a couple of NBA games. One was the Bulls and one was to watch the Pistons. And, you know, I was looking forward to that the whole month or however long. Once my dad told <laughs> me he like had Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like Christmas. I'm getting ready to see Joy and <laughs> I'm about to see Isaiah. Like, those are my favorites. I, you know, I, I modeled my game after Isaiah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was everything to me. And had my dad took me to those games and Jordan would have been seat, sitting and Isaiah sitting, boy, I would have been distraught. That's this whole new thing of guys sitting out now. Same same thing with me. Uh, My ex-wife, my favorite player is Carmelo. Melo. And um, my ex-wife took me to Orlando for my birthday to the game. And, you know, and if I wasn't being able to see him play, like, uh, I just would have been down, man. And and we all know that pro sports is is about the fans, you know. Mm -hmm. If you take away the fans, you you don't have pro sports. It's entertainment. And same thing for my 13-year-old. You know, he, he loves LeBron. And, mm-hmm. you know, we went to go see the Lakers. And even though it was it was a preseason game, he, my son would have died had LeBron, not, you know, not played. So what is this 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 thing going on where athletes just sitting so, out? So, you know, understanding that the body and how in athletics, it does take a physical toll on your body to run and jump and exert so much energy night in and night out. And those guys do play through injuries, you know, to, to be fair. And I'm sure what they're thinking is this is how I'm going to prolong my career, right? I mean, this is, LeBron does this, right? He's been doing it the past couple of years. And here he is, year 20, playing at an optimal level. You know, now he does a whole lot. He spends a couple of million dollars a year on his, on body. his body yeah. as well. And I'm not sure if all those other guys are doing that. But that's part of the thought process in, in, in taking those nights off is prolonging the career or even being able to finish up down the stretch for the for the season, you know. So, you know, that's that's the thought process. But at the end of the day, you know, as a fan, I don't want to hear that if I'm paying a couple hundred bucks. Well, the bottom line, I think the bottom line that will make this question a whole lot easier is just lower the ticket prices. So if LeBron is not going to pay, play, lower the ticket prices so people can afford to come to the games because people are spending their well-earned hard work for money for these games. So if you lower the ticket prices, the people that can't afford them, they'll come, they can be able to come back and see him on the time that he's playing. Or does he get a game check that game? Do they still pay him when they sit? I guess if they if they're hurt, they still get paid. But if it's just a voluntary, I'm sitting out because I'm tired. I wonder if they still get paid. I don't know. That's something we got to look up and see. That's something we got to look up and see. Get that information out. But uh, I don't know. But just lower, lower the prices, man. The, these prices are crazy, man. Crazy. You know, yeah. they sit out in football, but mostly towards the end of the season when. You know you're going to the, you know, you know you're going to the playoffs, or you know the season is over with. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that. They, they don't have that many games, but you know, baseball they they don't really sit out like that, do they? I, I'm not. Sh- baseball isn't as physically demanding yeah, that's, outside that's of pitchers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they pitch. You know, they have a four or five man rotation or what have you. So it's it's physically demanding to, to deliver those pitches at that velocity in which they do it. You know, day in and day out. So they get their breaks. Um, okay, well, I got an idea. So what about something like, okay, LeBron James sat out a game, but everybody at that game gets something, something different that the average fan wouldn't get. Maybe, you know, I don't know, autograph something, something like that. Just something to – because I'm telling you, you come to see LeBron. You come to see your favorite players. And just for them sitting out, it's just like it's it's, it's the thing now. Yeah, yeah. And What's the player that said he, w- he wouldn't sit out for a game? Uh, Anthony Edwards. Okay. Anthony so. Edwards, he, he, was, he was big on that. He, and he basically said the same thing, you know, People, you know, spend their hard-earned money to, uh, to to see these guys perform, and when they decide they want to take a day off, it's just not fair to them. So the definition, I mean, people don't understand, like, 
being an athlete is a privilege. It is. It's not a right. Yeah, it's it a privilege. And that check that they're getting, I mean, these astronomical contracts that these guys are signing to mm-hmm. take days off, it all, okay, that that math doesn't math to me. I don't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But, I mean, also, it's not that many people in the world that can do what they do. So anytime you got something, well, not that many people in the world, I don't care what it is. I don't care if we're talking about science or medical field or something like that, that can do what you do, you're going to get paid for it. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, it's it's a big business. And, you know, you, you look at guys. Now, there's guys that don't even get in the game making $10 million a year. Don't even play. That's insane. <laughs> don't even play. That's insane. That's you know, crazy. so their, their mindset is different, you know, um, even with, them getting fans kicked out of games now. So, like, if you talk too much trash or you say the wrong thing to a player, you can get them removed. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and to me, it's like, again, you know, the society changes and every generation has their their quirks about the younger generation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they're not as tough as we were and all that. And every generation can say that. And, and I agree with that. Like, we're not as tough as our parents were. We just not right. So, so that, and I guess that's just what comes with the the evolution of society. Like, you know, I think Draymond's had some fans kicked out. LeBron's had some fans kicked out. Uh, Russell Westbrook, and these are some of the tougher guys. Mm-hmm. I, I would say in our league, and they can't take the the scrutiny coming from fans. Well, man, shoot, but isn't that a discussion that they're having even down at the you know like middle school level? You know, like. Scholastic athletes—they're talking about not allowing parents to come into games and stuff like that. Isn't that a discussion too? As far as you know, like, like because of trash talking, or because of trash talking, because how parents can get a little aggressive uh-huh. and, and you know just let let the students play and not allowing parents in—that's that's a discussion that's on the table now too. So I don't know if, if that's a culture, if that's a, a something that's systemic of our culture now or what. That's a, that's a culture thing. Before I say, so I'm gonna say, don't forget to call in nine zero four. Six four one ten ten. But what I want to say too, man, it's crazy. So like I remember playing basketball at the blacktop. You know, everybody would come. We would come from all of our neighborhood neighborhood areas, and we challenge each other and play basketball. And we didn't go back in the house and uh, get a cold thing of water. We drink from a water faucet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From you know, you turn the water faucet on, wait till it get cold, and you drink from it. Nowadays, kids don't even play basketball unless they got air conditioning in the gym. That's crazy. I'm, I'm for real. I'm dead serious. So they don't go outside and play anymore? A lot of kids don't go outside and play anymore. Once you get to a certain level, I'm not talking about little kids. I'm talking about teenagers. Mm-hmm. No, they want to play in an air-conditioned gym. So is that leading to the softness? Of course. <laughs> of course. It's leading to the, the so okay. softness. Yeah, I, I mean, let's just call it what, what it is, man. Like, you getting mad about somebody talking trash to you. And you out here making fifty million dollars a year? You gonna get all of this? You gonna get all and of I it? I just and yeah. I just spent one hundred fifty dollars on these tickets. And more you, than that, listen, you gonna get all of this? Everything that I have to say, you gonna hear everything. as a fan. As a fan. As a but fan. who's governing this? Who's allowing the, Who's allowing this to happen? Right? It, is it the, the NBA owners? Is it the the commissioner? Like who steps? Who puts their foot down and say, "Look, y'all a bunch of babies. Shut up and go play the game." <laughs> really, like, just go play because, like, nobody wants to hear you complaining about a fan harassing you. I got you. Regardless bro. of what they say. I got you. But I, me personally, I put everything on parents, man. I just do, man. Because we that's how we do our kids. We pamper our kids, man. Charming, bro. Charming. Oh, you did this, you did that. We just pamper our kids, man. And that leads to them being grown, pampered kids. Yeah. 
I air, can see that. Air conditioned kids. Air conditioned kids. That's, that's what, what they call, call them. Air conditioned kids. Yeah. Man, you know there's, there's them kids not playing in the air conditioning, man. They, the kids out there in the neighborhood, they're playing ball. No, not the athletes I see, man. They they play only in air conditioning. I'm talking about athletes with a little bit of talent to themselves. They have yeah. ability. Okay. Yeah. All right. Looks like we got a caller. Gene, how's it going, my man? Man, a beautiful day in Duval County. Uh, just wanted to chime in with you guys, man, on uh, what the previous caller was talking about with Pam. Uh, You're breaking up, Gene. Uh, breaking up? You're breaking up. All right, my fault. What about now? You, you got me? Yeah, we can hear you a little better. All right, so I just wanted to make a quick comment that definitely there's a generational toughness gap, and one of you guys said uh, you could teach mental toughness. I have to differ on you with that because uh, we're just not preparing. Uh, it's just you're just not able to uh, teach kids mental toughness these days because it's uh, they just don't have the the, the the fortitude and the mental toughness to handle it. Uh, I got seven grandkids and four boys, and it just tears me up to go out to their events and see that they're out there playing around instead of focusing in on the game and. Uh, it's just a it's just a big difference today, in my opinion. I'm a I'm a '60s and '70s guy, so I just wanted to chime in on that. Where you Where do you think that come from, though? That mentality. It, it, com- it comes from society. Mm-hmm. It comes from where uh, one of the callers said earlier. Uh, you can't just uh, be look at the guys in the NBA. Like I said, they get people kicked out because of they can't handle a little bit of verbal abuse. Uh, or, or, or constructive criticism. Uh, either way, you, whatever adjective you want to put to it, they don't have the mental toughness to be able to departmentalize that and continue to flow. Um, because back in my day, uh, you know, you had to deal with verbal abuse, not only from your uh, coaches, your parents, um, different ethnic groups. And you couldn't let that interfere with what your goal was, the end game was, to be victorious, to be a winner. And um, you, you just not, it's just not something we, our kids today can handle. Yeah, I, I, got, I got you. I got you. I want to come in on it. So, like, this is what I mean. I'm the one who said about uh, you can teach me the tough. I'm going to give you a, a total example. This is going to be like a far-fetched example, but I'm going to give you an example. So, um, my son was playing a game. You know, we worked hard. How old was he? Uh, Trail was like uh, I don't know. He was in high school. Mm-hmm. He was in high school, and so we paying for his private school, right? Uh, we we take him to Jaren and and paid for his uh, his training. I still owe Jaren some money for that, by the way. But anyway, uh, um, so he go to a game, right? A game he plays, right? And it's not the fact that he didn't play good. He didn't give effort. So he didn't give effort. So I'm like, I'm doing all this stuff for you, right? And you don't give effort. I don't care about winning or losing. I care about you just giving effort. So he comes out, everybody hugging him and stuff like that. He looks at me and says, "Dad, can we uh, go get something to eat?" No, we're not going to get anything. You gonna eat what's at the house? Cause you, the effort you gave and all the stuff I'm doing for you, we're gonna eat at the house tonight. You know what I'm saying? You gonna get, fix a sandwich? I ain't even fixing your food. You gonna fix your own food? Like, like you got to be tough with your kids and stop like babying them. That's how you teach toughness. And you know what? Today, like he was here like last month, and he still remember that. Cause I used to just be tough on him, not about. Winning or losing or performing well or unperforming well, but you're going to give effort. You're going to go out there and get it because I'm going out there and getting it for you, and I'm going to let you know that. 
So that, as a parent, I feel like that's how you can instill, uh, instill, instill toughness into your kids. But uh, but a lot of it and starts I, too when they're young because you develop their subconscious mind those first five to six years. Yes. So it starts then, right? Yeah. If you can, if you can right. develop them that mindset at a very very young age, it'll matriculate over to you know later on parts. And life. I'm in 100 percent agreement with that. And that that's just not in sports though. That's what your education goes yep. to school, give your best, do your best, do your best, and that's in anything that you attempt to do. And when you find the thing that you're passionate about, that you love, then you go all in. You give 120%. You, you all in on it. I mean, I, that's one of the things. All right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, sir, man. Thanks for calling, man. Thanks for supporting the show. Yeah. We got another call on the line. Marlon? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I feel like. You know, we 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 basically made these uh, these kids with, you know, there's there's little accountability. You know, yep. there's they 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 don't. Uh, you know, I mean, I understand the reason behind the whole anti-bullying campaign and all this that and the other, but you know, you can't control the world. And while you're constantly trying to make these kids think that you know the bullies should shut up, you know, you probably should get a little thicker skin. You probably should be able to deal with it a little bit better instead of you trying to make everybody shut up, why don't you deal with adversity a little bit better? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm feeling about it. You know, it, it's, it, I feel like everything that we've done, we're pacifying these kids and making them soft. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And how, why do you, and how do you think it got to this point? I mean, I feel like, you know, as, as you get, as kids get older and as you got people saying, you know, that that's not okay. That's not right. That's not okay. That's not right. You know, enough people say it. You know, then you, eventually somebody is over there saying, "Well, I'm going to do something about it." Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I feel like that's what 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 has happened. You had a whole bunch of people that have said, "Oh no, that's not right. You shouldn't be able to talk to them like that." It's like, okay, so now there's enough people that have said, "Okay, well, we're not going to allow that to happen anymore." And this is where we are right now. Uh, too many people out there have got a whole lot to say about how we raise our kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Hey, so so what what you think we should do about it to change it up? I mean, it, it, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of it is ingrained at this particular point. I mean, the only thing I, I feel like you should do at this point, you know? yeah, privilege, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The only thing you could do at this particular point is just you work on the next generation. Yep. Uh, I mean, yep. Yep. you know, you can't, you can't, you're not going to be able to get these individuals to stop being who they are because they've become comfortable with this is their reality. So you're not going to change that. But what you can do is for the next generation, you know, stop making them so soft. Stop, yeah, stop buying them, them the brand newest video games. Stop buying them the new Jordans just because the new Jordans come out. So we're one generation away <laughs> from the not having stuff, right? So our parents yeah. and our, our, actually our grandparents, you know, uh, uh, they didn't have a lot. You know, they, they dealt with what they can deal with and they did the best they could. So we went to our parents who gave us stuff. That you know we kind of didn't have. We was moving on up like the Jeffersons and stuff like that. And then now it's us. You know we have all this stuff. We have the time. We have have money. We have we have more educational resources and all that kind of stuff. So we give our kids everything and don't make them work for anything. And that's what we see. This yeah. is this is the result of. It. Exactly. But but see that. Exactly. But here's the thing. That's society. Tough times create tough men. Mm -hmm. mm. Tough right. times create exactly. tough men. Yes. And we're living in a time that is not so tough. So mm. softer times create softer children, softer kids. Right. So that's just that. Unfortunately, 
And the the last caller, he was right when he said it's society. Society lends so much to, you know, to this culture and what we got going on and what our experience is. This is a cushy time. This mm-hmm. is this is a cushy time for our kids. They have more they have more access to all kinds Anything. of things yes. that, you know, that we couldn't even dream of. Yes. You know, you know, we I, I remember being, you know, being a kid, we be we be gone all day long. Our parents didn't know where the heck we were. Yes. <laughs> you know, right. you know, that was just the nature of the beast growing up in the seventies and eighties. But, you know, now and before the school um, the street lights. Yeah, the, the whole street light gang, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. But but this crew this crew here, they don't even go outside. My, you know, my son, he'll go outside to, you know, shoot some ball, you know, right out in the in a courtyard. But as far as like going down the block and up the street and mm-hmm. me not knowing where he is, mm-hmm. no, that's, that's not what's going on now. So unfortunately, it has, as you always advocate, as a parent, you have to put that tough. You got to create this. You got to create, create tough that. situations. That's not there. Yeah, and so, it could be there. So, right. so when right. when Aiden comes off the basketball field at you know at thirteen, I mean basketball court at thirteen. And he didn't play well today. I'm gonna tell him you didn't play well today. You did. You weren't focused. You didn't pay attention. You know. You you didn't play hard. Yeah. And when he does play hard, you know, I'll reward him for that. For sure. But no, I'm not. I'm not going to make this candy. You know, candy kid, candy coated kid. You know. But again, that's that goes back to parenting. You got to mm-hmm. take that role and responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thanks, hey, man. Hey, Carla, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate hey, you calling and supporting the show, man. Thank you. Yeah, that's 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 what you said. I, I I totally agree with that, man. And uh, we just in the in the world today of just like you can be whatever you want to be. Like if your kid want to be a goat, or he want to be a horse, or he want to be like a, <laughs> right. Like we just support him oh, in whatever man, they we, do. Oh, and I, man, I don't. I don't that's know a whole nother conversation. That's we start talking day. about where you <laughs> talk You could just it is. We, you could we just didn't have a show about that. Whatever yeah. and whoever oh, no, you want to be. Too touchy. That might be too that touchy. Might be, might that might be a little too sensitive. Yeah, we might get kicked off the air. <laughs> <We might get laughs> but y'all yeah. know what we're talking Exile. about. Yeah, yeah, that's, just the na- that's, the, that's the nature of the beast now. And, you, and, and that's the thing. You got to be so sensitive. Everything, everybody is so sensitive. You mm-hmm. can't say this. You can't say mm-hmm. that. You know, I grew up with Archie Bunker, the Jeffersons, mm-hmm. and I mean, they were raw. Raw. <laughs> like, raw. raw. Like, they, you couldn't even watch this stuff now. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, but it's it's. Like that guy was saying, I think you do deal with the next generation. Um, you know, my kids still are in that young and impressionable age, and I'm trying That's to get perfect. them to to be, uh, you know, different than the rest. You know, mm-hmm. and and make sure we instill certain values in them to 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 be able to to face this world because it's gonna they're gonna be alone. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> dealing, talk. dealing with all this other stuff that's going on out here. But let's not forget, man. We're gonna get a shout out to our brother, man, uh, Chris Jones, man. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his dad passed. Yeah, his dad passed this past week, and um, the, the same day that he had a game, and he still went out there and performed very oh, well. Oh man, on the same. Come on, mentally got, tough. That's 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 what you call mentally tough. So Chris Jones is a a, a, a local kid from uh, Sandalwood High School. Played at Nebraska, yes, played sir. a couple of years, played like five or six years in the NFL, uh, and is currently playing in the XFL. So he he's representing the city very Move well. Up. Yes, sir. Uh, we're we very you, proud Chris, of him. We yep. love you. Yeah, man. We, we love you, man. It, it takes a lot to be able to go do that, man. So yeah. we wanted to send him a special shout out, man, and and, and encourage him to just keep pushing. Yeah, man. So listen, man. This this been a great episode. Listen, you guys, make sure that you tune in next week because we're going to be back here on you know at sat you know Saturday at eleven a.m. You know, you've been listening to 
Amateurs Edge on 10XL. You know, this segment was brought to you by Bank of England Mortgage Jacksonville, helping home buyers and homeowners accomplish their financial goals. Head on over to BOEJax.com and get to know their dedicated team. And remember, you've been listening to the Amateurs Edge on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Stay blessed up.